Don't hold back. God's not a hold back God, and he won't send you out to be a hold back person. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. You want to know how you got into the body? You got baptized into the body by the Holy Ghost. It ought to be something to shout about. That God so saw fit to baptize us into the body of Christ by His Spirit. Whether we're Jew or Gentile, whether we're bond or free, whether we be male or female, we've all been made to drink into one spirit. One. For the body, verse 14, for the body is not one member, but many. It is through the doorway of the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the infilling of the Holy Spirit that allows the Holy Spirit to flow or manifest His presence through the believer to affect others supernaturally. Did you get that? We're going to do it again. It is through the doorway of the baptism of the Holy Ghost or it's called baptism of the Ghost or infilling, whatever. It's the same event, okay? It is through the doorway. And while we're on the subject right here, let's, let's make sure that we understand this because I, I inadvertently used the wrong term there. It isn't an event. That's what a lot of people have had is an event. It isn't an event. Because Paul talks to us about be being filled. A continuation of the filling. It's not a one-time situation, not a one-time event. A lot of people, that's what they had. Forty years ago, they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they haven't been filled, and they're not be being filled. And what they have is useless because they don't understand what it is. They've, they've uh, regulated it down to an event in their life. It isn't an event. It becomes your life. It's not an event in your life. It becomes your life. Be being filled. Some questions have been raised about, you know, um, the, the uh, ability of Christians to live and maintain a, uh, a godly life. Well, the easiest way I can describe for you to have no fear of not living a godly life is to be being filled. That continually puts you in the frame of mind that you should be in. Your mind is now engaged in the presence of the Holy Spirit in you and upon you. Remember two places. Most people only understand the one place. And that's an event, okay? But there's more. It's not an event. It's, it's the doorway. You have to be redeemed before you can be filled. And you need to be filled before you can enter into the supernatural. And the whole point here is God's plan is for you to function in the supernatural. 
Not the natural, but the supernatural realm. And to get there, you have to be, you have to start off as at the bottom, you have to start at the very bottom. Redemption. Redemption qualifies you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And once you're filled with the Holy Ghost, now you're qualified to be being filled. But once you're filled with the Spirit, you're qualified to speak in other tongues. But here's the point. A lot of people have difficulty with tongues because they have no concept of what it's all about. It's real easy if you understand this. In Romans 12, I'm excuse me, in, in Corinthians 14th chapter, when you speak in tongues, what do you do? Every time you speak in tongues, what do you do? You talk to God. He said, man doesn't understand you. So you're not speaking to a man at any time. You're talking to God. Then at the very end of the verse, he says, he says a major thing. He said, when you're doing this, you are praying out mysteries. Okay. If you will indulge with me to deduce this, it looks to me like from that statement, the only way you're going to get into the mysteries is by talking to God in tongues. And if that be true, then can you imagine the lives that are not engaged in the mysteries? Because you can't get engaged in the mysteries if you're not praying in tongues. And that's not a one-time event or a one-thing-in-the-morning event. It's a continual, it's a continual daily, almost hourly event. You, you can become so accustomed, so familiar, so confident in speaking in other tongues that you can speak in other tongues and nobody even knows that you're doing it except you. See, it's not become a religious thing. It's not something you do religiously. It's something you do with knowledge because you're praying out mysteries. And you're talking to God. And when you're praying out mysteries and talking to God, then you put yourself in a position to receive back from the Spirit of God the information or the revelation for the mystery. There are things in our lives that God has stored that are mysteries to us and we'll never enter into them if we don't obey. If we don't pray in other tongues, speak in tongues to God and let Him reveal the mysteries to us. Listen to this. For this is God's plan for us today. It will take faith on our part, plus desire. The time to start is now, not tomorrow, now. Make your mind up right now. You're entering in. Trust God to lead you. Tongues is the key. The supernatural ability that God has given through tongues is so powerful and is being missed so much today 
The plan of God for us today is tongues, 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 and more tongues. But because of misunderstanding, because of ignorance on a lot of people's parts, tongues has been a a real problem in people's lives. And so rather than engage, rather than study, rather than then follow the flow of the Holy Ghost, they decide they don't want anything to do with any of it. They just want to go to heaven. Well, the only problem with that is, is that's not God's plan. You can do that, but you're sure living, you're, you're leaving a huge blank spot in your life that's not being fulfilled. You're not obeying God. You're not being blessed. Hey, and that's not, that's not God's will. That's not wisdom. The plan of God for us today is tongues and more tongues. 1 Corinthians, it was 14 2. 1 Corinthians 14 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. You need to make that a, um, a statement of understanding that every time you speak in tongues, you speak to God. Once, you get, once that revelation comes, now you have a motivation. That revelation will give you motivation to speak in tongues because you will know you're talking to God. And I'll tell you a lot of, I'll tell you another big secret is um, a lot of what you're talking to God about naturally is useless. You could cut through the chase and go straight to the bottom line speaking in tongues and know that you're accomplishing what your, what your desire is. Where in the natural people ask God to do things that God's not going to do. For instance, like Paul asked for God to do something about that demon that was buffeting him. Remember? And, God, and so God said, my grace is sufficient. In other words... Paul has already talked about the name of Jesus. Paul already knows that God gave uh, Jesus a name that's above every name. He already knows that. God's trying to get Paul to understand, you're going to have to use that name. That name will accomplish what you want me to do. God's not going to stop demonic activity in your life either. God's not going to stop act, demonic activity in your home. God's not going to stop demonic activity. And it's out there, folks. The, world's con- the world is the, uh, operates under demonic force. Uh, Satan is the god of this world. And a lot of things that you and I see taking place, and we've seen it so much, we become accustomed to it. We just say, well, you know, that's just whatever. No, 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 no. That's a demonic influence. That's a demonic spirit getting his way. And this is what we're talking about, this anointing in and upon. It's the anointing upon that's going to change that. When you start, when you decide this morning that you're going to get started, and this is going to be your life, and you're going to be what God wants you to be, when you walk up on a situation like this, you'll see some manifestations of demonic forces. But you don't have to fear them because a greater one indwells you. But you have to have that confidence and knowledge. You're not 
dealing with the actual human person. You're dealing with the demonic entity behind that that's controlling that human person and making that human person do things that normally that human wouldn't want to do. But because they've allowed themselves to become a vessel, they become a vessel for demonic spirits. The demonic spirits control them, drive them, influence them. They need help. They can't help themselves. That's why the anointing should be upon you. It's the anointing that destroys it and breaks the yoke. It's not natural for you to walk up and say in Jesus' name. It's a supernatural thing when you look toe to eye to eye and toe to toe and say in Jesus' name. I command you to cease and desist. Now you do understand in the demonic flow, a person wants wants to be delivered. If a person doesn't want to be, if they're happy with the environment, if they're happy with the demonic influence, if they're happy being under the control of demons, if they're happy there, there's not anything you can do. You can stop them from influencing your life while you're there. You can cause them to cease and desist while you're there. They can't function in your presence. You can stop that. And if the person wants to be delivered, you have the anointing, the freedom to cast the devil out in Jesus' name. That's what we're talking about here rising up and taking our rightful place in the body of Christ. With all this understanding, start taking your rightful place today and functioning. You have to start somewhere. You can't, you don't start at the top with anything. You start at the bottom. Number one, you study 1 Corinthians 12, the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. So you can't say, well, I'll take that one. No, it says the Spirit wills. It's a situation you come in contact with, okay? You you come in contact with a situation that needs a word of wisdom. That's what's going to come forth. God's not the author of confusion. And so up in your spirit will come the word of wisdom. Don't you can't pre-plan it. You can't write it down and say, "Oh, wait a minute, I got something for you." You see, um, no, no, no. It's because it's because you have such confidence, and your relationship with God is so uh, solidified and so solid that you know that you know when this comes up, you know what it is, and you speak it out. Now, whether they take it or not, that's not your problem. You've obeyed God. But, 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 but listen, most of the time, it's what they've been wanting to, they've been waiting to hear it. They've been looking for it, but they don't know where to look. They don't know how it's going to come. They know it's like a child has a desire for certain trace elements. You know, like when I was a kid, kids, little children, we eat starch. And then kids will eat mud and dirt and clay. Why? 
there's something in them that's lacking, and they want it, and they, they, they feel like they could get it out of the clay bank, you know, so they eat clay, they eat all kinds of things. But it was for trace minerals that they're looking for. Well, the same thing as this person. There's a trace element missing. And they're looking for it everywhere, and you got it. And God's saying, I want you to start today to deliver to them that anointing. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. You don't have to have a checkoff list. And you don't have to do a lot of quizzing. You don't have to start saying, well, what do you need? A word of wisdom? If they knew what they needed to be different, they don't know. You have to listen in here. Here's where you do your listening. Not up here, in here. In here. And you'll, you'll know it. It won't, be, it, won't, it won't be something you, you have to guess. You'll know that you know. Your, your knower will get turned on. And once you get involved with your knower, I'll tell you what. Life won't be the same when you start knowing things. You just know. And you can't explain how you know because it's coming out of your spirit. You know something. You know what God wants you to do. You know where he wants you to go. You know he wants you to lay your hands on somebody. You know he wants to speak to a certain person. You know that. It's not guessing. So only one thing would stop it, and that's if you draw back. Now, I'm going to say the same thing to you that the Holy Ghost said uh, to mom, numbers of times, don't hold back. Don't hold back. God's not a hold back God, and He won't send you out to be a hold back person. He's looking for you. God's looking for you today to rise up and take your rightful place. He's looking for you. To recognize the anointing, the water in the well and the water in the river. He's looking for you to recognize and understand the difference. It's the flowing of the water in the river that you're going to be taking forth to people. It sets the anointing upon. And you'd be surprised what can happen. You'd be surprised, totally surprised. So just do a little reversal here. Now, you've heard the message. You've become accountable. What if you were out there and you were in dire straits and you were hurting and you knew that the only help you could get was from God? What would you think if the person who really could help you drew back? What would you think? They're there, folks. The world is full of hurting people, confused people, upset people. And they just need the anointing of God. And the only way they're ever going to get it is a person who has the Spirit of God in them and upon them and who has entered into the supernatural through the doorway of tongues. Amen. 
through the supernatural doorway of speaking in other tongues. Now, this church, we've been involved in speaking in tongues for a long, long time, from its conception, from the beginning. So tongues is not something strange and new to you. You should be very comfortable. Sometimes it's you have to speak to people for a, a, a lengthy amount of time because they've heard so much corrupt communication about tongues. I just talked to a young man here the other day. He had heard some things from other places that was interfering with him receiving, as far as I was concerned, was inter- inter- interfering with him receiving the revelation that I was trying to expose him to. Um, my job is not to uh, browbeat or uh, command or demand somebody to receive something. If you want to, I, I know what I know about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I know about speaking in tongues. I know how you can receive. And if you're willing to listen, I could help you receive. Majority of people have a mind problem. I did. My mind held me up for a long time because I had no one to go to, had no one to tell me, no encouragement. And, you know, I, I'm not a person who needs a pat on the back, but I would have liked to have known what I was doing. Nobody that had anything was saying anything. That's the person I wanted to hear. I had to learn this. Get away from the people that do not have it. Search out the people that have it. They're the ones that's going to help you. But the problem was at the end of the charismatic movement, the people who had it didn't know what they had. They didn't know how they got it, and they didn't know how to give it to somebody else. So I don't want that to be said about this church. We know what we've got. We know how you can have it. We know how to give it to everybody who wants it. The key here is wanting it. See, a lot of people, because they've been misinformed, they're confused, they're afraid, fear's there. Somebody's told them, you know, the church I raised up in, it it was of the devil. Well, that wasn't unusual because everything was of the devil. They talked about the Episcopalians, and I'd never seen one. And they they described them to the degree I wanted to see an Episcopalian because they had such, you know, they had drawn a picture of them in my mind. I just had to see one. But when I saw one, it was just a normal person. But I thought they had horns and a tail and breathed fire and all kind of weird stuff. But the same thing has happened. People get, they get, they mistrust because of erroneous statements that's been made to them. So a lot of times you just have to, you have to operate on this principle that you're sowing seed. You might not harvest, which is what we're all looking for. So you have to just recognize you might be just sowing seeds. Just sow your seeds and go on about your business. Or you might be following up on somebody and you can water some. Just water. Don't force the issue for the harvest. The harvest will come. The seeds are sown and watered. The harvest 
will come. Know that. But you know that sometimes you just have to sow seeds to people and tell them, here's, here's, the, here's the plan. And when you get ready, just let me know. It's very important. You shouldn't, you shouldn't put it off. You should, uh, you should engage as soon as possible. It's the most valuable thing you'll ever do in your life. Next to the redemption, baptism of the Holy Ghost is the next valuable thing. But it's a package, really. It shouldn't be separated. But it's gotten separated over the years. But in actuality, it should be a package offered. Redemption, filled with the Holy Ghost, praying of the tongue. then you could start a, a, a follow-up program to see how they're progressing to encourage them because uh, a person, normally a person uh, in, this, in this vein, they need encouragement. They need help because to them, they're battling all the time. They're battling all this stuff that they've heard that's negative against the truth. And they need someone to encourage them that whatever it is they're doing is right. Because normally, family's not going to help them, friends are not going to help them, and their church won't help them. So they're alone, and they need just, they just, they don't need somebody berating them and pestering them all they need is somebody with just an encouraging word. How you doing? Just checking on you. You got any questions? Can I help you? Most of the time, if you can, they'll say, yeah, I got, I got a question. What about this? And then you can answer the question. But here's the thing about that even. Before you get involved in that, you need to lay, layer yourself with some tongues. Everything that you do and your life from this point on should in, be engaged with speaking in tongues. Because see, what happens if you don't, you're just out there doing natural stuff again. Praying in tongues lays the foundation for the supernatural. And it also helps you with an understanding of what you're doing so naturally, it's coming out of your spirit. You're building your spirit up. What does Jude say? Building yourself up on your both holy faith. Doing what? Praying. Praying in the Holy Ghost. That's speaking in tongues. Building yourself up on your most holy faith. Praying, praying, praying in the Holy Ghost. So it's not natural. It's supernatural. And it's God helping people, God delivering people, God setting people free, God healing people. Don't you know there's so many people today, they need the healing power of God in their life? How are they going to get it? They don't go to a church like this where they can get the healing power of God. But you can deliver it. You can make some home visits. could be a blessing to them. But you got to desire it. you got to want to. you got to start the right path. you got to start looking for it, listening, 
Listen to me. The satisfaction comes inside, not natural. The spirit man's satisfied. The blessings of God are distributed by the body of Christ. God's plan is, in the future, for mankind to be blessed because the blessings will come through the nation of Israel. That's still God's plan. He's going to bring it into existence. But personally, right now, at the present time, God's blessings are through the body of Christ. So how many people have you blessed lately with the Spirit in and the Spirit upon you? How many people? How many people have you listened? You have to listen sometime and hear people. They're looking. They're crying out. They just don't know what they're looking for and they don't know who to go to. And you're there. God sent you there and you're there with the answer. It's not something you've got to make up. It's Jesus. It's God. It's, it's his word. It's his spirit. It's what you already know. It's the thing that's inside of you. It's the manifestations of the Holy Ghost that you already have inside of you, ready to go, ready to be used, ready for somebody to be blessed and healed and delivered and set free and guided out of murky darkness into the light. So you think the Holy Ghost was doing it, huh? No, 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 no. God's waiting on the body of Christ. That's why the whole idea here is to grow up and take your rightful place. 